they actually have artificial intelligence inside of these jabs. I would argue that what's actually happening here is much more dark and, and more sinister than anything that anybody's actually talking about right now. What we're talking about is actually communication with demonic forces through this technology that they're injecting into people. Hey guys, Sean from SGT Report here. Thanks so much for tuning in. That was Jeff Dornick. He's a beacon of truth and a fantastic orator. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation very much. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Gold prices could surge to $4,000 an ounce in 2023, and Noble Gold Investments has the details. As recession fears persist, Jorg Keener, Chief Investment Officer of Swiss Asia Capital, said that many economies could face a bit of a recession in the first quarter, which would lead to many central banks slowing their pace of interest rate hikes, making gold instantly more attractive. If 2022 taught us anything at all, it's that tangible assets are the only assets you can count on, like gold. Now, of course, past performance is no guarantee of future results, so do your own due diligence. Thousands of people have started to make a move towards securing their retirement. Join them by opening a gold IRA or silver IRA with Noble Gold Investments. If you get in before the end of this month, you'll get an incredible free quarter-ounce American Gold Eagle coin with every qualified IRA of $50,000. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning in. Welcome back. It's Sean from SGT Report here. Guys, I'm delighted to have you all here. If you've clicked play, thank you so much for doing so. And I'm delighted to welcome back to the show Jeff Dornick, jeffdornick.substack.com. Jeff, it's been far too long. Welcome back. It has been a little bit, but I've been looking forward to, to chatting with you because I, I remember the last time I was on, You know, I, I really enjoyed our conversation, so I'm glad, I'm glad we can do it again. Well, I'm glad to have you. And uh, let's start with a screen share here. I want to set the stage. Guys, we're going to be talking about the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. But first, would it surprise you to know that the world is controlled by Luciferian pedophiles and pedivores? Prove me wrong. That's what I tweeted today. Do you remember this news item? And tonight he's charged with having and trading a massive amount of child pornography. Cairo 7's Gary Horker is live near the Gates compound in Medina. And Gary, this man worked as an engineer for the family. That's what SPD and intelligence found out, Steve. They found out that the man actually worked for the Bill and Melinda Gates mansion on the grounds of their sprawling 66,000 square foot estate. And that's where they found him and questioned him last March. All right, we'll pause it there. The shocking truth that's been kept under wraps in 2014, guys, you might remember I reported about this. Jeff probably did, too. Police arrested a man at the mansion of Bill and Melinda Gates for possessing over 6,000 child rape photos. Now, this was long before we realized Bill Gates had an intimate relationship with a guy called Jeff. Who is his best buddy? What's the guy's name? Was it, was it, was it Epstein? Jeffrey Epstein? Isn't that funny? We didn't know about Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein then, but evidently Bill and Melinda, well, they had an engineer working at their house who just happened to bring along 6,000 child rape photos. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, right? So I did link to this. Guys, we'll click on it. I won't play it for you here, but you can go and find that. It's my micro documentary from five years ago titled Pedivore. The horror is systemic and global. Jeff, you didn't expect we'd start there. I know we're going to talk about the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine, but uh, it's no longer a secret. Pedivores and pedophiles run the world. 
Well, that, well, it's true, but but also, you know, it, you know, tying it even back to the vaccine to a certain degree, it's all it's all the same crowd, it's all the same group of that are pushing all of these agendas, and it all comes back to this to this pedophilia. But it, but even then, the the root issue is all of these guys. They're all involved in the occult. They're all involved in all of these very dark, you know, sinister practices, and they're all trying to essentially take over the world and conquer the world and and rule it as they see fit. And you know, it's clear these guys are disturbed but yet everybody's looking to them as thought leaders like bill gates when in reality these guys should be in prison yes they should be in prison they definitely should not be running the world they should be apprehended and tried for their crimes and uh we're going to talk about the mrna experimental bioweapons and transhumanism guys there's a much darker side to this than even most of our listeners might realize or imagine and uh, Jeff here, he does a weekly show called In the Foxhole with Karen Kingston. So we're going to talk about that. Maybe we should segue to that topic now. I'll do another screen share. This is Pfizer's Twitter account. In alignment, they write, with our commitments to help close the health equity gap, we are proud to be an initial signatory of the World Health Economic Forum's Zero Health Gaps Pledge to enable, get this, Jeff, a healthier, more equitable world for all. I love that word equity. They love to use it a lot, especially as it pertains to limiting our access to affordable fuels like natural gas, gasoline and coal. Right. To them, equity is bringing us all down to third world standards where we'll own nothing and be happy. So anyway, I'm just delighted to see Pfizer and the World Economic Forum agreeing about so much. Yeah, I mean, you know, here here's the thing. And this is the way that this is the way that I always look at it. So when, when, when we're talking about equity. It's always we're going to bring everybody down to the lowest common denominator. Whereas when you're looking at equality, you're giving everybody the opportunity to go up to the highest common denominator. And, and I think that that that's the way that we kind of have to look at things. And so when they're talking about when they're talking about that, what the, what what's really going to end up happening, like you said, they're going to limit all of our health care in order to take us down to the base level that that the most poor among us get. So that way, everything is equal outcome. Like when you're talking about our health care and the the left is constantly talking about this as a human right, what they mean is we should all get the same care. Well, if everybody gets the same care, no matter what, no matter whether you can afford it, whether you can't afford it, it's going to be the worst health care that you can possibly imagine. And I think we're we're kind of seeing some of that to a certain degree in, in the current health care system. The more the government has control, the worse it gets. And we're to trust Pfizer, right? We're to trust Pfizer when they didn't release a single study to prove that this thing was safe or effective or that it's a vaccine at all. It's really a bioweapon. Jeff, what do you think they mean by zero health gaps, a pledge to enable a healthier, more equitable world for all? I think that means everybody gets the bioweapon. Is that what they mean by equity and equitable as it pertains to Pfizer and the World Economic Forum? Yeah, I, I, th- I think, I think that means that everybody gets, everybody gets the bioweapon in, in one of, in one of many forms. Obviously, this can, this can pertain to, uh, to the quote unquote vaccines or the bioweapon injections. Uh, but, but also, you know, as, you know, I've talked with, uh, Dr. Mikevitz as well on my show multiple times. And one of the things that, that she and I talk about quite often is the fact that it's not just, the problem is not just the COVID jabs. The problem is also a lot of the, pretty much all of the previous vaccines as well. You know, she she talked about on my show where, 
you know, the reason why we got monkeypox is is because of the combination of the polio vaccine with the COVID jabs, because the the um, the polio vaccines actually had monkeypox in them. Then you combine it with the COVID jabs that it essentially gives you what she calls vac- vaccine AIDS, lowers your immune system. And that's why we had the, the monkeypox outbreak. And then on top of that, you, you see that they're actually seeding, according to her, COVID-2 into uh pretty much all the vaccines going back to what what i think i think she said like 20 years or 30 years or something like that so this is this is nothing new so when when we're talking about that i think a lot of times we only focus on the covid jabs but why are we trusting that Pfizer's doing anything good or legit with any of the rest of their stuff? How do we know that pretty much everything in their arsenal is not a bioweapon? I don't know. I mean, it, I, I think it's definitely something we need to look into. Well, you make a great point. And uh, this mRNA technology is really at the heart of what ails us, right? It's experimental technology. And Albert Borla explained that when his scientists came to him and suggested using mRNA for this bioweapon, this COVID-19 bioweapon, that they call a vaccine, he was shocked because he didn't think that technology was ready for prime time. So it's just perfect that Pfizer has a cartoon here, The Adventures of mRNA, a cartoon so that you can learn a little bit more about little old Myrna, mRNA. This is insane, Jeff. They speak to us like children. They treat us like children. And guess who's lining up to get the bioweapon? People who think like children. Well, and, and this is the thing, and this is where, you know, I th- I I... I try not to, I used to, in in the early days of COVID, I used to talk about how, you know, this was an experimental drug, this was an experimental process, all of that. And I've kind of backed away from that to a certain degree, because the reality of it is, I don't believe that it's experimental in the sense, in the sense that Pfizer knew exactly how this would play out. Like, like, so so when we're talking about this, this is why I caution everybody, don't use the word vaccine. Don't even use the word gene therapy because it's neither one, because both of those insinuate that there are positives and that it, and now it becomes a subject, a subjective issue about what, whether or not there's more positives and whether the positives outweigh the negatives. Here's the reality of it. The, 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 the jabs, they, they promised it that they, that they would stop us from contracting COVID from spreading COVID, from getting seriously ill, from going to the hospital and dying. They promised all of those things. It turns out it does not stop you from contracting or spreading COVID, does not stop you from getting seriously ill, does not stop you from going to the hospital, does not stop you from dying. In fact, it actually makes you, you makes it more likely to have that happen. And on top of that, they're, 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 it's creating injuries, disability, and death. That's all that it does. And on top of that, if you actually go deeper into this, into the whole artificial intelligence, quantum dots, quantum computing side of things, they're they're also looking for control and being able to control you from within. So you're looking at all this kind of stuff. They knew that in the in their original studies, they knew that going into it, they did everything that they could to cover it up. They did everything that they could to lie about it. And we see that in the data. That they, that they provided to the FDA, the CDC, or what's on their website and all that kind of stuff. They knew all of this. So I would argue this isn't as experimental as we all try to give them credit for. This wasn't. They knew exactly how this would play out. They knew why they needed to go with the mRNA because they needed to be able to control our bodies from within. They needed to be able to manipulate our bodies. And what ended up happening was by manipulating our genetic code, they ended up making everybody worse off, less healthy, destroy their immune system. And they knew this going into it. So I think it's actually saying that it's experimental actually gives Pfizer much more credibility and and much more of a positive note than I think that they actually deserve. That's an interesting observation. Uh, The other thing that we should look at is the slide from October 2020 
the FDA slide about the possible adverse event outcomes from the COVID-19 vaccines. And on that list right down here are myocarditis and pericarditis, also things like death. So we'll do another screen share here because uh, I just saw this on Twitter. Let's play a little bit of this. Evidently, an MSNBC reporter, she's got myocarditis and pericarditis, and she thinks she got it from, well, let her explain. Well, I have been dealing with a little bit of a health scare. On December 20th, I began to feel chest pains, and they waxed and waned over a period of 10 days. I wasn't quite sure uh, what to make of it, but as they continued to get worse, I started to think something was actually wrong. Um, it was December 30th when I finally went to an urgent care and was told I had reflux. I didn't really buy it, but I was relieved it wasn't my heart. Uh, my body, though, was pretty certain uh, not to believe uh, the reflux. The next day, on December 30th, I woke up with severe pains, both in my chest and in my left shoulder, and it was like a tightening in my chest when I took deep breaths. That got worse when I was laying flat. I knew enough at that moment to understand that it could mean, could is the key word here, that I was having a heart attack, especially because it was happening in the left part of my shoulder. I want to remind you, I run seven miles three to four times a week, or I did. Um, I do yoga. I don't eat meat. I don't smoke. I drink occasionally. Not right now, though, because my doctor tells me I can't. Aside from probably not getting enough sleep and working too much, I'm a pretty healthy person. But on that day, I was anything but. My husband drove me to the emergency room, and from there, the nightmare that has been my January began. I was diagnosed with pericarditis, inflammation of the lining of my heart, brought on by a virus, a literal common cold. I also had fluid around my heart that had to be drained or else it could hinder the beating of my heart. I was hospitalized for four nights and transferred from a local hospital to NYU Langone here in New York City. All right, we'll pause it there. She's fully vaccinated. Jeff, do these people live in a different dimension than you and I? Is she truly unable to correlate the vaccine damage that she's probably suffering from? With the bioweapon, like she can't correlate that at all. Is that you believe that? Uh, I th I think to a certain degree, a lot of people won't allow themselves to to believe it. Because, because and, and this this is the way that I this is the way that I've I've explained it is that you know when when you look at the very beginning at the, from from the very beginning of COVID, obviously we had the lockdowns, we had it worse out here in communist California than than the majority of the rest of the country, but we still had you know across the country you had lockdowns, you had all this kind of stuff. People lost people lost their jobs, they lost friends, they lost family because of separating from people over disagreements, and and the whole idea was if you take the vaccine, you can go back to living your life. We can get past all this. And you're doing your duty to save your fellow mankind. And so people bought into this, right? Now, a lot of people, they sacrificed a lot. They lost their jobs. They went on to unemployment. They went bankrupt. They lost their businesses. Some of them lost their homes. All of that, right? A lot of people sacrificed a lot. So if now all of a sudden, if we're saying, no, look, these, these quote unquote vaccines that you put your trust in, they're not safe. They're not effective. They're causing you to get, you know, conditions like, uh, like, um, all these heart issues and all that kind of stuff. They're causing people to die. For them to admit that that's true means that their entire reality is turned upside down because their entire life was a sacrifice for the last couple of years in order to get past this pandemic, go back to normal life, and we can get past this. And it all hinged upon getting quote unquote vaccinated. So the problem that we have is they can't admit that that the vaccines, the quote unquote vaccines, they can't admit that they're not safe. They can't admit that they're not effective 
Because if they do, then everything that they sacrificed for the last couple of years was for nothing. Because it because if we're right and saying that these are dangerous, if we're right and saying we never should have locked in, we should have gone gone about our daily lives, maybe build up your immune system a little bit, but just you know, don't shut down, don't lock down, don't ruin people's lives. If we were right the whole time, that means that they sacrificed everything for for a lie for nothing. And I think that to a certain degree, there's this self-deception that's happening among doctors and among everyday people that got jabbed, uh, you know, in order to make themselves feel better. Because again, if we're right, then they, then they gave up everything for nothing. I see where you're coming from. I tend to agree with you. I also think that there is a uh, self-editing component at play here because all of these programs, all of these reporters, these uh, newscasters, these news readers, they're getting paid indirectly by Pfizer. I mean, all of these shows, these broadcast shows are brought to you by Pfizer. So I wonder how much of it is self-editing because they can't go there if they want to remain employed. So to me, that is a bit of cowardice in play as well. The other thing is, is that it's really interesting to watch that clip and hear her say her pericarditis and myocarditis were brought about by a common cold, a virus. Okay, where's the evidence for that? I would love to see the evidence her doctor showed her that proves that's true when we know one of the direct side effects, one of the direct effects of the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine is pericarditis and myocarditis. So I guess with that said, I'll do one more screen share here and get your opinion on this. Damar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills player who died suddenly on the field. He, he truly did. He died. He had a cardiac arrest. They gave him CPR for nine minutes. Then a family member says that when he got to the hospital, He had another cardiac arrest, so essentially he died twice. Now we're told he's just A-OK. He's perfectly fine. He's bouncing back, so much so that he was at a Buffalo Bills game a week and a half ago. What do you make of DeMar Hamlin? I Honestly, I don't know what to make of him, only in the sense of, you know, there's a lot of talk about about that being fake CGI. You know, know, Karen Karen actually, you know, Karen Kingston on her substack, if you go to her substack, she actually... Did an entire Substack on the on whether this this could actually be CGI, and Stu Peters has been talking about that as well. You know the 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 problem that I'm having with this with this whole thing is nobody's coming out and actually saying what happened, what his diagnosis is, you know what caused what happened. You know everybody everybody's running with this theory that he was yeah that the, that the tackle was hit at the exact right time to stop the electrical charge in his heart that stopped him beating and all of that. Well, if you actually look at that if you actually look at that condition that they're talking about, I forget what the name of of it is off the top of my head but that's blunt force typically uh, in almost every circumstance of a small object hitting your chest at the exact right time in order to stop your heart that's not a standard tackle that's actually this is actually never as far as i can tell based upon all of my research this has never happened in the nfl it's only been it's only been recorded one time in for any football player ever and it was a like a JV high school player like 30 years ago. And more than likely, that was probably a football hitting him in the chest as opposed to, you know, a tackle. But this almost always happens with baseballs and, and like hockey pucks and soccer balls and things along those lines. It's not from a tackle. So but that's the narrative that everybody's running with. Right. Right. So the question is, why is he not sharing his diagnosis? Why is he not sharing what happened unless the NFL is trying to provide cover for the fact that this was a a vaccine injury because of the fact that they're not coming out with with the reasoning and i believe the week after he went into the hospital they lifted all of their covid restrictions and all of their vaccine requirements 
uh, you know, for the for the NFL players immediately after this happened. So then the question is, are they covering up his death through CGI and whatever it is? Is he really still in the hospital? Was that really him? I have no idea. All I know is something is fishy. They're not being honest with us. They're not telling us the truth. And in all reality, especially because of everything that's going on with all these athletes dying on the court and on the field, we need answers. And at what point are we going to look at all of these injuries that are happening almost exclusively after the jabs come out? At what point is our government going to say, yeah, you know what? Maybe at the very least, we're not going to admit that this caused it. But there's enough evidence that maybe we should get, you know, put a pause on putting this in, into people's bodies and investigate this. They're not even doing that. They're just going full steam of full steam ahead. And then that leads you to the question, why are they so emboldened? Why do they want to get every single man, woman and child injected with this new technology? Why do they want to do this so bad that they're willing to look the other way as people are literally dying on, on Monday night football in front of millions of people across the entire country? And they're still going to go ahead and, and keep pushing this. It's just it's mind boggling to me. Friends, just a real quick break and a word about our sponsor. Noble Gold Investments wants to let you know that gold was the best investment class for 2022. Now, of course, past performance is no guarantee of future results, so do your own due diligence. According to longtermtrends.net, gold actually outperformed the S&P, the Dow, and Bitcoin in 2022. So what are you waiting for? Open a gold IRA or silver IRA with Noble Gold Investments this month and receive a free one-quarter ounce American Gold Eagle coin with every qualified IRA of $50,000 or more. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments and their thousands of five-star reviews. Just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Yeah, me too. And uh, you could probably flesh that out further with uh, things Karen Kingston has said. She's been on my show, and she's extremely passionate about calling this a bioweapon. And she doesn't have patience for anybody who won't use that term for what this thing is. So, you know, what happened on the uh, evening on Monday Night Football when uh, that player went down, the mainstream media circled the wagons almost immediately and started talking about Commodio Cardis, right? This rare event that you're speaking of. And I think it was within 24 hours, Dr. Peter McCullough came out and said, no way. It was almost certainly brought on by myocarditis or pericarditis, but we don't have that information. We don't have access to the hospital records. But evidently, the mainstream media, it was commodio cardis, a very rare thing that never happens. And that's why DeMar yeah, well, went down on the well, it, well, and I think on, on top of that, it was, oh, it was really interesting. Sorry, it was no. It's okay. It was, it was really interesting because a couple of weeks ago, Brett Weinstein was on Joe Rogan's podcast, and and I highly encourage people to go listen to that because you know a lot of people they paid attention when Doctor Malone went on there, Doctor McCullough, or things like that. In my opinion, this latest episode with Brett Weinstein is probably one of the best and one of the most important, uh, you know, podcasts that Joe Rogan has done on COVID and and the in the uh, bioweapon injections. Be, because what he was actually doing is he was explaining why people are getting myocarditis, and he was and he was actually explaining that myocarditis isn't actually a condition it's just it's just a symptom of a deeper problem and everybody's acting like no we have to treat myocarditis no myocarditis is essential is is you know the obviously the inflammation of your heart that's that's a side effect of whatever's actually causing it and the way he was explaining it 
is what what the what the injections are actually doing is they're actually because they're going into the entire body when they were originally just supposed to stay in your deltoid what they're actually doing is they're going into basically all the cells of your body and and basically forcing your cells to produce some of these spike proteins so that way your body can go attack them and in the, the argument is you now create the antibodies and all that kind of stuff well the problem is if it's going into the heart it's causing your heart to create these the, these spike proteins and, and and basically morph the cells of the heart into this. Now, what's happening is your body is attacking those cells. Well, if 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 the cells of your liver change, it can replenish itself. If your body attacks some some cells in your liver and, and kills those cells, the liver can create more of those cells and replace them. The heart cannot do that. So what the heart does instead is it creates scar tissue. So when you're talking about all of these people that they got injected with this, and you're hearing about all of these people that are dying, all of these people that have myocarditis and all of this kind of stuff, this is not going away. Once you have it, you have it. There is no fixing scar tissue on your heart. And I've talked with Dr. Tenpenny, Karen Kingston, Judy Mikovits, a, a lot of these doctors. And what they're saying is they believe that everybody that's been injected with this is actually experiencing some form of some form of myocarditis. Essentially, the scar tissue is building on your heart. If you've been injected with this, it's just not everybody is an athlete that's pushing themselves to their extreme. Because what happens is if you have scar tissue on your heart, that's lowering the capacity. It's lowering your threshold of pushing your limits. So that's why you're seeing so many professional athletes keeling over, passing out, oftentimes dying on the field is because now their threshold of how far they can push their heart is being lowered because of that scar tissue that's that's being built onto their heart. Like that's what's happening right now. And I and I'm actually concerned that everybody that's getting injected with this is actually experiencing this scar tissue. It's just they they're not pushing themselves to the limit like these athletes are. Oh my gosh. You know what? If that's the case, we're going to see a whole lot more died suddenlies in coming years. Hey, I got to apologize. I'm off my game today because I had this screen share up for far too long while you were talking and I wasn't even playing it. So let's just watch this briefly and then we're going to move on to the dark side, the much darker side than people might imagine of mRNA, bioweapons and transhumanism. But uh, let me just play this and I want your thoughts. This is supposedly Damar Hamlin. Damar Hamlin is in the building. Yes, if they show him in the stadium in any capacity, it will blow the doors off of this place. Damar Hamlin just showed up, and it looks like his mom and his little brother is there. Oh, oh we great. love to see it. Stay tuned. It's the Bengals. Bills coming up on CBS. Good job. All right. So there's the mystery man right there, Jeff. Now, you tell me in a court of law, if DeMar Hamlin had to prove where he was on this particular day and he showed this video, would that hold up? Would that hold up no. in a court of law? There's there's nothing identifiable about about that guy at all. Like, like nothing. Like to me, honestly, it looks more like Flavor Flav's walking into the stadium than DeMar Hamlin. <laughs> Flavor Flav, where's the big clock? He doesn't have a clock around his uh, head. That, that, that's, that's true. That's definitely true. <laughs> that's funny. Well, you know what? We have to make light of this stuff. We have to laugh and find humor when we can just to keep ourselves from crying. I mean, honestly, this is just, uh, we've jumped the shark with all of this stuff. And I think that's a good segue back to the experimental bioweapons and transhumanism. I think it's very alarming to see that Pfizer tweet, Pfizer cozying up to, in bed with, in league with the World Economic Forum, who's all about transhumanism. Yuval Noah Harari, 
Yep. He foams at the mouth over this idea that God is dead and we humans have no more free will. And now it's their turn to chip us because they're going to be the gods. Is that the darker side? Is that the dark side of transhumanism you're worried about? Yeah. And, and well, it, so so here here's the problem that that I have with this is not only not only, uh, you know, as you've all know, Harari saying that we no longer have free will. But but what he, the way that he explains it is is that through artificial intelligence, they can now control us from from within, from within our own body to where they can control how we vote how we how we how we purchase what we do what we're interested in and they can actually control us from within without us even realizing and i would argue that that's probably even more sinister than the depopulation agenda is this ability to control people from within but but i want to explain people like to explain to people like what's actually going on here right because when i started hearing people talk about about graphene graphene oxide all that kind of stuff I was like, so why is that actually in here? Because I'm hearing all these different theories and all that kind of stuff. And and so I did a deep dive into, you know, graphene and all that kind of stuff. And and it turns out that graphene is used with this thing called called quantum computing. Now, now with quantum computing, what the what the way that graphene is actually used is they they use graphene with a single molecule magnet, and the graphene provides the electrical charge to the single molecule magnet, and then that is now used as the basis for the memory. For quantum computing. Now, when you start taking a deep dive into quantum computing, you get into the algorithms and and the code and how they write it and all that kind of stuff. In standard software writing, you know it's 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 almost like it's it's algorithms, it's algebra, it's mathematical equations. Everything makes perfect sense. You can trace everything back. You can see that this equals this. This works out here. All that kind of stuff. In quantum computing, it doesn't work that it doesn't work that way. Numbers are actually popping up out of nowhere. So, like, imagine if you were saying, you know, one plus one minus three plus four, and then all of a sudden this random one hundred and forty nine comes out of nowhere. How how does that happen? Well, that's kind of what's happening in quantum computing. So, when you're actually talking to a lot of people that ha- that have really studied this and done a deep dive into quantum computing, and this goes back prior to COVID. There's a lot of people that actually believe that this is actually opening up a portal and creating communication with the demonic world. Now, for example, Hollywood is always telling us what they're doing. They're always projecting onto onto us. They're always conditioning to us what they're doing. Well, you go look at the Marvel series. What are they doing with the Marvel series? This entire phase right now within the Marvel the Marvel Cinematic Universe is all about the quantum realm. The quantum realm. Now, what does that mean? What that means is they're essentially opening up a portal, communicating with otherworldly beings. It's it's communication with the demonic world. That is what's happening. They're projecting that out to us within the Marvel movies. So then now when we're actually looking at what's happening here, you look at you look at the vaccines, the, the quote unquote vaccines. You look at these injections. What what are they doing? They actually have quantum dots inside of these jabs. They actually have artificial intelligence inside of these jabs. I would argue that what's actually happening here is much more dark and and more sinister than anything that anybody's actually talking about right now. What we're talking about is actually communication with demonic forces through this technology that they're injecting into people. I'm concerned that this is actually, and I was, I was actually talking to Clay Clark about this a couple of weeks ago, that this is actually a mass demonic possession that they're actually trying to re reincarnate Genesis six, where they, where they had the Nephilim, where what was happening back then is they they were combining demons with, with human women. They were mating and creating what they called the Nephilim, which was part demon, part fallen angel, and then part, part human. I think what they're doing is they're trying to redo that today, except through technology. 
That is a deep, dark thing. When you actually look at people like Bill Gates, you've all know Harari, all these guys that are behind all this technology, you see they're all tied to, to occultic practices, people that are that are doing all sorts of rituals and satanic rituals and all that kind of stuff. So when you actually do a deep dive in this, I'm concerned that the result of all of this is mass demonic possession where you actually have demonic forces that are being injected into you and your body's actually is actually interacting with those otherworldly beings from the quote-unquote quantum realm it's it's insane it sounds crazy but i'm coming to that conclusion more strongly every single day the more that i look into this so the conclusion one would draw is these people behind this agenda they don't fear god at all they hate god so much so that they want to take god on directly defile his creation and usher in these entities um the brave new world of transhumanism is far, far darker than you're right. It's a much darker agenda than most of our listeners or maybe even me could have possibly imagined if they want us communing with demons like they do. They commune with demons. I mean, look at patent 060606 or at least a patent that ends in those numbers. Is that the one I think Bill Gates? Is that his patent or I think that's a Microsoft patent? Yeah, that's a Microsoft patent where, the, where they're actually doing uh, you know digital currency that, that's, a, that's essentially attached to your body. Yeah, and then there's that uh, glowing agent that I think is in these vaccines called Luciferase. Luciferase. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. And then you've got what's going on with CERN, the Large Hadron Collider over in Switzerland. They're also trying to pierce the veil. They really are. They're trying to pierce the veil and usher in demons or at least communicate with the other side. And that's exactly what they're trying to do with quantum computing. So it's it's crazy to hear you tie all this together, quantum computing with the mRNA experimental vaccines. And by the way, we have testimony of a mom whose son, her Christian teenage son, took part in the Moderna trial. He was a great Christian kid. And after getting the bioweapon, he said he couldn't feel God anymore and he didn't see any purpose to remaining on this planet. So you might be right. Yeah, I mean, you know, th- that that would make that would make perfect sense with, with it within this theory and and and. The reality of this is, and this is where, you know, I'm I'm always looking for, you know, I don't always just want to be doom and gloom and come out with crazy conspiracy theories and don't have a solution to the problem. But, but you know, in the beginning, when I started, when I first started thinking about this, I was talking with an actual engineer about, okay, so what, what would, what would we do in order to counter, you know, at, at the time I was referring to them as vaccines because I thought that that's what they were and all that. What do we do to counter the vaccine, right? Because if there is, if there is this and this was when I was in the early days of me going through this theory about you know the the graphene with the single molecule magnets and and dealing dealing with the artificial intelligence and quantum computing and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, how would we do this? He's like, well, really, what you, what you would need is you would just need a really a really large magnet which would demagnetize what's going on. It would cut off the electrical charge. You could kind of probably offset that. Now I don't know if they've thought that far ahead. Maybe they have some sort of you know protection against that or something like that. But then you go to the spiritual side of things, and I think that that's where a lot of us in this anti-vax crowd are missing the point is that we're focusing on the physical side. We're focusing on the medical side, but we've got to remember the spiritual side. Now, if if we're looking as Christians, you look at the Bible, you look at the what the Bible says about demonic possession. It clearly teaches and it clearly states that if you are a believer, if you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, that you cannot be demonically possessed. And so I'm actually coming more and more to the conclusion that the best way to protect yourself from the true sinister agenda of the jabs 
is to become a Christian. It is to place your faith in Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ alone, because if their agenda is actually mass demonic possession, which, which, which is what I believe is their agenda, the only way to protect yourself from that is by having the protection of the Holy Spirit. And you may say, you may say that sounds crazy. Sounds like, you know, that's a combination of conspiracy theory with Christianity and religion. But I'm telling you, like, that's the only logical conclusion that I can come to. The only protection, if this is, if this is actually demonic, as I believe that it is, the only way to protect yourself is with the Holy Spirit. It's, it's crazy, but I don't, I cannot see any other logical conclusion. Well, I don't think you're going to get any argument from my audience against what you just said. And uh, there's a spiritual battle taking place on this planet, and people are waking up to that fact in droves, at least those with the eyes to see and the ears to hear, those who can think. A lot of people can't think. A lot of people are sheeple. A lot of people will remain sheeple until they die. Some people can be uh, awakened from their slumber. Others cannot. But the conspiracy is very real. And when I say conspiracy, I'm talking about the conspiracy to get everyone on the planet jabbed. That is the goal of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, and Pfizer. And so I just want to play this clip as we round out the conversation. There is a move, believe it or not, Jeff, by Hollywood elite, people like Jennifer Aniston, Sean Penn, this nut job from Kiss, Gene Simmons. They want everybody vaccinated And they're willing to go on strike. Hollywood wants to go on strike until the jab is mandated in every arm of every person on the entire planet. These people are insane. Listen to this. This delusional, evil idea that you get to do whatever you want and the rest of the world be damned is really terrible. You got to. You got to identify those people and bring them out into the uh, open. So you're talking about the unvaccinated. Know who your friends are by how much they care about you. Amen to that. That includes COVID. If you're willing to walk among us unvaccinated, you are an enemy. All right. So those of us who do not want to take an experimental bioweapon for which the producers of the bioweapon have complete amnesty, legal amnesty. Okay. If you get injured, you get pericarditis, myocarditis, you stroke out, you die. Your family's left penniless, can't sue anybody. And that son of a gun, the lead singer for KISS, Kids in Service of Satan, I guess is one acronym. Gene Simmons says, you're the enemy, Jeff, if you're unvaccinated with an experimental bioweapon. I mean, what? So so, so clearly Gene Simmons does not believe that, that the quote-unquote vaccines are effective or else he would know that he would be protected, right? So so number one, he's he's admitting what you and I are saying. These things are not effective. They do not stop you from contracting COVID or else they'd, he'd be like, you know, what? I'm totally fine. I don't care. You don't get you don't get vaccinated. That's cool. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter to me because, hey, I am. I'm protected. So clearly he doesn't he doesn't believe his, his own his own propaganda. But also don't forget that these guys that are in Hollywood, these these, you know, top you know level performers and all that kind of stuff, they're demonic as well. They're pushing a particular agenda. They believe in this demonic agenda. Just look at the vis- at their visuals. Just look at the at the at the symbolism that they have in all of their music videos, in their movies, in their films. Look at the narratives that they're, that they're talking about. I mean, even look at Kiss. I mean, Kiss in and of itself is is as constant demonic, uh, you know, th- uh, themes and all that kind of stuff in all of their music and all of that. So when you're actually getting into this, you're you're talking about. 
people that are demonic, that are involved in the occult, that probably have sold their soul, they're pushing this demonic technology into every man, woman, and child. It defies logic. It, defi it defies any sort of, of actual med medical sense. And instead, they're just pushing this because... That's what that's what their quote unquote master is telling them to do. And why did why did why do they need to inject every man, woman, and child? Because now, if they if they can get us all under the control through artificial intelligence, quantum computing, communication with the demonic world, mass demonic possession, if they can if they can essentially possess every man, woman, and child, now number one, they can depopulate the earth. Number two, those of us that those those of us that remain that are not Christians, uh, you know, now you're controlled from within. This is why also at the same time, why, why they're really targeting Christians left and right there at, at a certain point, there's going to be mass persecution in my, in my belief system. They're really going to ramp it up. They're trying to take religion out of everything. The, de the Democrat party, the Democrat platform is extremely anti-God, extremely atheistic. I've got a concern that the Republican party is heading in the same direction. And so they're going to do everything they can to eliminate Christians and eliminate Christianity from this earth. And a lot of it is because they know exactly what I said. If you are saved, if you are a Christian, you cannot be demonically possessed. So their technology, their quantum dots, their injections that are going into Christians they're not going to be able to control you from within because you have the protection of the Holy Spirit. So what does that mean? Now you've got a target on your back because they cannot control you. So what is the best thing that we can do in order to counter their their agenda and, and actually defeat them? Get more people to become Christians. Honestly, go out there and preach the gospel. Go out there and get people to get saved. Hold evangelistic meetings. I'm telling you, that's the best thing that we can do to make sure that they can't control us all through mass demonic possession is to get more people saved. The more people that get saved, the less they control, the less control they have over humanity. I think that's brilliant. I think that's brilliantly stated as well. Uh, two more questions for you. Number one, I think you've got a new book coming out, don't you? What's it called? Uh, yeah, so I've got a new book. I haven't officially, I have not officially announced it yet, but I'm, I'll give you guys a sneak peek. So, so it's going to be called "Following the Leader." I'm going to be announcing it here probably with it within the next week. We'll open up pre-orders, all that kind of stuff. So make sure you guys are, you know, following me on social, and and I'll talk about it. But it's really about this idea that that uh you know we're we're kind of setting everything up everything from covid to politics and this go this goes for conservatives democrats whoever it is that we're instead of following certain principles we're following individual people and we think this person will save us that i need to follow this person i'm going to align my beliefs with what that person says we saw that with covid with with people like fauci we see that within you know conservatism when it comes to Trump when you know people are picking sides I'm a Trump guy I'm a DeSantis guy well if you go back to the Bible look at what the Apostle Paul says the Apostle Paul he clearly stated that we should not be calling ourselves followers of individuals we, we should be followers of Christ and then we we are learning from these different people we're supporting these different people but we don't find our identity in these people or else now we can be led astray because every single man woman man woman and child on this earth is a sinful creature that can that can lead others astray so the the book is really trying to reframe people's mindset into into understanding that we have to figure out what our worldview is what we believe then we can look at the world don't be a follower be an individual you're created by god god gave you a brain for a reason don't just be a sheeple, be it, be a human being that's created in the image of God. Use your brain and figure out what you believe and then go through life from that perspective. Stop being a follower. So that, that's really what the book's going to be about. 
That sounds awesome to me. I'm going to have to get a copy of the book, or maybe you can send me one when it comes out. We'll broadcast it far and wide, get you back on, and uh, maybe get you trending over there on Amazon. Do you believe, like I do at this point, that there's a certain percentage of the population that are NPCs? I mean, they're literally like non-player characters in a video game. They just kind of walk around. They listen to CNN. They spit back out what they've just heard, all of which is propaganda, and they're not actually active players in this game called life. Yeah, well, honestly, a lot of that goes back to, you know, what I'm going to be writing about in, in the book specifically, because, because when you are nothing but a follower, you're shutting off your mind. I mean, I mean, think about it. Like, like I've got my, I've got my phone right here and I, and I need to be very intentional about this because, you know, I even just rely on my phone for directions to get around town, right? Like you didn't used to need to do that, but now you just, you know, you turn on directions, you follow where it goes. And you, it's almost like now you're on autopilot. Now you're not thinking. And so one of the things that, that I think that we all need to really try to do is, is be more conscious of what's going on around. Be on autopilot as little as possible. The vast majority of people are constantly on autopilot. They're just watching television. They're looking at social media on their phone. They're, they're following their maps to tell them where to go, what, where to turn, all that kind of stuff. And at a certain point, now you're just being constantly conditioned to just go through life, just coast. And and like you said, you're an NPC. That that I, I think that a lot of people are, but the but the reality of it is you can snap out of it by now being conscious, by using your brain. Be be present. You know, if you're spending time with your family, you're spending time with your kids, be present. Don't just coast. You know, you take away you take away the powers that be power over you when you are a rational, logical thinking person. They want you to just go through life. They want you to just coast. I mean, let me you even you even look at like what the whole purpose of fluoride with the way that Adolf Hitler used fluoride in, in Nazi Germany. It was to suppress people. It was essentially to get people to become NPCs. Just go along with everything. Don't fight back. Why do you think they have fluoride in our water here in the United States of America for the probably for the exact same purpose? That's it's why they're pushing fluoride in the dentist. Fluoride is one of the worst things that that, that you can get. You, it, once it goes in your body, it never leaves. It affects your brain. It causes you, like you said, to become more of an NPC. That is a problem, and we've got to wake up to it. So the first thing that you can do is just be conscious, be aware of what's going on, be present, and just stop coasting. And it's so vitally important. You know, uh, we'll wrap it up here, but uh, you've inspired me to just say one more thing, and it's the fact that you're right. The other way to break this spell for these normies and these sheeple people and these NPCs and these Democrats would be through the gospel. If they can discover the gospel and the truth, the light, Jesus Christ, well, that would help break the spell. And I'll flesh it out further by saying, if you are stumbling through this world and you believe that what's coming out of the TV box is truth, as you're watching CNN or reading Washington Post, you're deluded. If you're walking through this life, stumbling through life, and you believe that we are the random result of a big bang, beauty out of chaos, then you're hopelessly deluded. So I think the gospel and Jesus Christ is the answer. That's the way to break the spell, Jeff. I think you're 100% right. How do people find your excellent show, The Jeff Dornick Show? Best way. Yeah. Yeah, so just go to go to jeffdornick.com if you want to check out the show. Um, also, just find me on Rumble. I, I go live every day, 6 o'clock Eastern on Rumble. And then every Thursday, we're live on Rumble as well on In the Foxhole. But just look up the Jeff Dornick Show. You, get, you guys will find it. 
All right. And the weekly show with Karen Kingston, that's one that's called In the Foxhole, right? Yep, that's In the Foxhole. That's every Thursday, again, 6 o'clock Eastern. Uh, w- watch it on Rumble. And then um, and then also I've got my my Substack as well that, I, that I'm really trying to pump out a lot of content over there as well, jeffdronick.substack.com. I'm, I'm really writing a lot about what we talked about today. So if you guys find that interesting, just go, go become a subscriber and then you'll get all of my articles uh, sent to you guys in your email. All right. Well, you're a talented orator and uh, I respect the way you think as well. Last question. What kind of mic is that? You've got an excellent microphone. I've got I've got a I've got a road podcasting uh, mic and I, I really enjoy it. You know, I you know, I used to be a worship leader actually at a church. And so I've I've you know, I've, I've you know, been deep into running sound and doing music and recording and all that kind of stuff. I've always loved road microphones. And when I when I started podcasting, uh, I, I saw that they had one specifically for podcasting. I'm like I, I got I got to go with the road. So it's R.O.D.E. It's my my favorite microphone. Yeah, it sounds terrific. All right. Well, you're terrific. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate your time today, Jeff. Thank you. Had a blast. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Again, the Jeff Dornick Show, jeffdornick.substack.com. And friends, every single day for free, check us out for free at sgtreport.com and thephaser.com, both of which are antidotes to corporate propaganda and all of those mockingbird mainstream media lies. God bless you and your family, friends. Bye-bye. You could hire the general of the media department of the Pentagon and get great security and amateur results. Or you could hire the best filmmaker on the planet, which was Stanley Kubrick, who in 1968, what a coincidence, was shooting a film about going to the moon. 